Hey, this is Dan Kelly, Fortune Youth, and you listen to Modern Problems Radio. All right, Davey Love in the house, broadcasting from Royal Fox Studio, Modern Problem Show. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Ready. All right, diagonal from me. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. To the right of me, from parts unknown, give it up for Soramar Estrada. Hello, beautiful souls. All right. And across from me, the producer extraordinaire, give it up for the man, Shogun. Producer by Nate. Ninja by night. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's give it up for our sponsors. Tepper, tell them about High AF Coffee. Ooh. <clears throat> Let me put on my radio voice. You want to know about High AF Coffee? High AF Coffee is the crown jewel of coffees. When I look for quality in coffee. I want to know that it's ethically sourced. I want to know that the beans are picked at the perfect ripeness. I want to know that they're dried in the tropical sun and roasted perfectly so that when I grind them into the perfect espresso grind and pack them into my little mocha pot, I know I am getting nectar of the fucking gods and i get that from high af coffee highafcoffee.com get your fix Woo! that sounded amazing all right now time to chill down you need to calm down because things are stressful and unwind you need to get some cbd you know where to go 42 North Colony Road, Wallingford, Connecticut. Connecticut's first and only craft CBD store. The Remedy. Hit them up. TheRemedy.cares. Tell them Davey Love sent you. Soramar, why don't you tell them about Royal Fox Studio? Royal Fox Studio, located in Shelton, Connecticut. The bed podcast studio for independent artists in Connecticut. So go see Sweet Lou. Ooh. Hey, that's me. <laughs> All right. Shogun, why don't you tell them about Mindful Serenity Healing? Mindful Serenity Healing. If you need healing, the 2020 pandemic has got you down. You need serenity. Hey, you know what? Go to MindfulSerenityHealing.com. Check it out. Sorma Estrada will give you the healing that you're looking for. It'll be all the healing that you could ever need. All right. So tonight we got a big show. We got Tash Neal. Oh, yeah. Just signed with a new record label. And uh, early 2021, he's going to have an album coming out. So before we get him on the show, 
I'm going to play his song, his brand new song here. Brand new single. Love baby. that song.
Tash Neal, what's going on, brother? Davey Love, Modern Problems Radio Show. How are you doing? Davey, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. Hey, man. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? I am. All right. Uh, diagonal from me, we got Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. Hey, Tash, what's happening, man? What's going on, Mike? Pleasure. Uh, to the right of me, we have Soramar Estrada. Hello, beautiful soul. What's going on? Hello, hello. And across from me, we have the producer extraordinaire, Mr. Shogun of Shelton, not of Harlem, just to clarify. <laughs> Shogun? Yeah, Shown man. up. <laughs> Shown up. There you go. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm from Harlem, too, so you already know. All right. <laughs> That's it. So we just played Something Ain't Right, and uh, I got to tell you, man, that song is amazing. It came out at the perfect time, and uh, what a great message, man. So how could you tell our uh, listeners about what influenced you to write such a powerful song? Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, you know, with the advent of, you know, iPhones and um, cellular phone technology and having cameras on everybody's phone, Obviously, we're going to see a lot more of um, raw footage of um, real-life terrible incidents that people in the community had known about, um, but not mainstream America hadn't really been able to see. So, and this is before George Floyd. I wrote this song years ago um, when Philando Castile was murdered by the police, right. and uh, I was watching uh, the news, and like I was saying, I was like, I a lot of the time. When I'm playing guitar and I'm trying to write a song, I'll be watching the news, just like, you know, playing along and just picking around. And uh, I was just so pissed. Right. And it was like a week. and It was like a really shitty week. Like, <laughs> I remember that happened. I think Harambe happened around the oh, same man. time. Oh, man. I remember that shit. Oh, yeah. I remember being like so tight. I was like, and I remember when it happened. I was like, I was just, it's just such a cynical time. But um, yeah, I was upset. And then I saw that and, uh, I didn't want to write something that said explicitly um, the phrase "Black Lives Matter" because I didn't want to usurp anything. Right. But, um, I'm glad I landed on "Our Lives Matter" just like yours, and I thought um, that was a good equalizer in that sense. And that all happened that one night, literally within an hour. Wow. But I was, you know, bummed out, really sad, like in tears and all this by myself. It's crazy, right. but it worked out, you know. Holy shit, man! That's powerful. I haven't. Uh, I've seen you over the years, tons of times. Uh, especially like uh, six years ago was the first time I met you. Was at Barbecue Blues and Views uh, when yes. you guys played. <laughs> You're right. And that's when you had the bass player, and then you didn't have the bass player anymore. Dude, yeah. No, I mean, well, so many stories. <laughs> so many stories. So many stories. So many stories. Wait, where, where was Blues, uh, Barbecue Blues and Brews? Westport, Connecticut. Yeah, CT. That's right. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Soup Stock. You guys play. Oh, soup, soup Stock! stock. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Soup Stock. Whoa! Right wow. in Shelton, Connecticut. Yeah, right across from where yeah, we are. Yeah, that was a hang. Yeah. No, soup Stock was fire. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that just brings me back wow wow that's fun you yeah, know i mean we did at the time when i saw the picture you posted because i forget a lot of times when you're on the when we're on tour you know you're always on the 
on the go right so to get to see yourself like i remember you i don't even i don't remember what i looked like yeah. <laughs> right i remember what davy looked like yeah. i don't know what i look like right so right right like, oh shit i remember this kid oh um, man. no yeah no we used to have bass players we, we, matter of fact we used to have another guitar player i used to play the bass actually in the london souls oh wow in fact quiet as it's kept yeah i was the first there was a period when i gave up the guitar very very early on right it was like i don't want to i don't want to be hendrix anymore i don't want to be any of this shit anymore people always yelling things at you from the stage and uh and i was like oh, i'm just gonna play the bass so i did for like eight months and then that didn't last and i said nah fuck that i'm playing guitar oh <laughs> i i can't believe people would say that though because to me i was like you you touched on this now so i'm gonna bring it up i had the list of things to ask you but uh, your guitar playing is very original. Like I, I always say, the key to a good guitar player is no, like when you don't know what the solo is gonna do. Like I can hear where a solo is gonna go from a good guitar player, but a great, amazing guitar player, you never know where it's gonna go, and that's what I like about your playing. That means a lot to me, and, and let me just say, I'm sorry if I, I cursed before. No, you can. <laughs> oh, no, we can yeah, curse all, of, all you want, man. Fuck yeah, yeah shit, fuck, we don't rude. care. I was raised better than this, and I apologize. <laughs> well, that's on you, man. Is. No, it is on me. That is on me. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, I really, that means a lot to me. And um, because, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, a lot of times that I'm trying to remind myself of what got me into, because getting a vacuum of just you practicing on your own, but you have to remind yourself who inspired you. So I have to go back to old records. I'll go back to old cream records or mm. Clapton records or, uh, Freddie King or BB King records. Mm. Um, but you know, for me, I kind of approach it stylistically as a boxer. Right. And it's, and I try to tell them it's, it's kind of hard, but like you said, if, if you listen to specific guitar players, you know, you know, Jimmy Page's style, in the mid seventies, it's going to be a little sloppy, but it's going to hit you in right. the face with some awesome, sh awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> and uh, but you know, and then you've got other cats like um, you know, Clapton. It'll be a little smooth with a single line sort of smooth thing, but he won't be too fast with it. Slow hand, you know. Right. Um, for me, I try to. I approach it like a boxer. Like I'll, I'll hit if I'm soloing or doing anything. I've always trying to come in with a high note where that's like a, a bit of a, like a, a jab and an uppercut is kind of like a, a low sweep. Maybe I, I bend the G string and I, I hit the, a low E string, which mm. a lot of people don't do. Um, but I try to hit only the, the bluesiest notes in that way. So you attack the blues note, hit it. It's, it's it's kind of funny. It's my own rock band in my brain uh, before rock band existed. Well, I mean, that's actually, that's kind of like the Miles Davis approach, you know, no way. Is he, like, is he, like, 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 I mean, like Miles was very much like that. And he, he was like, he was a big boxer also. And, no, he was an actual boxer. Yeah. yeah. And actually I know dudes who recorded with him and like before sessions, he would make them watch old Jack Johnson films. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's like a very, that's a cool approach. That makes sense, yeah. man. I mean, and Miles is a huge influence. I grew up because my dad was a jazz um, musician and a, and yeah. a jazz trumpeter as well so i would grow up seeing like a scary miles davis posters in my house yeah. <laughs> oh yeah he's a terrifying and he'd be looking at me with an evil scary look yeah. i'm like who is this old man oh yeah <laughs> is he so mad at me nice that's funny <laughs> yeah man 
getting yeah. to get back to your uh, solos. Now I was doing I was doing research and stuff, and I was like looking at all the videos of you sitting in with uh, like Tedeschi trucks and uh, sitting in, but with Keb Mo and uh, Billy yeah. Billy uh, Gibb and uh, yeah. Easy talk, man. Yep, you were crushing it on there. But my favorite one, I have to tell you, I gotta ask you about this one. This <laughs> this one video, it's it's hilarious. The one with Bob Weir. It looks oh, Jesus. <laughs> it looks like on the video, man, that like a bus of musicians just got out and just got on stage and one dude looks so like he takes the mic from Bob Weir and Bob Weir's face, I've never he always gives a stink dirty look to people. He looked like he was gonna kill the saxophone player. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> and you're in the back, and like there's people in the front row while Bob Weir's on the stage going, put in Tash, man. Tash, yeah, yeah put him in. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Bob Weir's getting all pissed off. He's going to kill people tonight. That is so funny. Because you know what's crazy about that? <laughs> it's, it, it's, been a, it's been a crazy couple of years, and someone had to remind me. Like, the Grateful Dead is truly. One of the, my my favorite bands, one of the bands that inspired me. Right. You know, um, getting to play with Phil was one of the biggest biggest things of my life. Um, because one of my favorite bass players. Um, and I forgot that I had signed it with Bob. <laughs> Someone reminded me. They're like, "Yeah, no, bro, you played with Bob Weir." I said, "What? Oh, what are you talking about?" And he said, "No." And then I. But like you said, it was a bus of bus full of musicians on stage. Um, but I got to talk to him backstage before, and um, to have that one-on-one -on -one time. And he was so cool, and he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he looked. He didn't want to kill anybody. He was so chill and so kind. He might have been. He might have been probably the chillest person there. I think he was chiller than everybody in the audience. Wow. For sure. And uh, and just to talk to him and just you know I didn't even talk about how much of a big fan i was i just want to talk to him about how he was feeling that night you know a lot of times right people get overwhelmed and i was oh man you know american beauty is like my favorite record remember that show you played in 1979 like no he doesn't remember the show he played <laughs> nobody remembers 1970 nobody remembers anything right so you know i mean some people remember stuff but i didn't i'm not gonna do that to him. so oh, it was beautiful to have that moment and uh but yeah, that's so funny you brought that up. You know, yeah. No, he was cool. He didn't kill anybody. That's funny. Well, I've had experience. <laughs> I had Mickey Hart on once, and uh, he. I thought that he was going to be all like peace and love and spiritual, and he was, you know, but he was talking about right. the drums and how you can get the ex existential waves and the power force, and I was like, whoa, he's on some powerful shit right now. <laughs> and his dog started yeah. barking in the background. And he was like, Davey, hold on one second. And then he went out. He's like, shut the fuck up. Ah! And he threw the dog outside and slammed the door. And he goes, Davey, you're going to edit that out, right? And I was laughing so hard. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Well, he showed up at Gathering of the Vibes. And when we all went out to go do the interview media, he was like, is Davey Love here? And everyone in the media tent looked at me. And they're like, yeah, that's him. And he goes, well, fuck all y'all. I ain't doing the interview. I told you to edit that shit out. And he left. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I honestly, could see Mickey Hart yelling, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting it. it. I wasn't expecting it. No, you here for all of that. No, you speaking of crazy shit. Now you opened up for uh, Lenny Kravitz uh, for his world tour, correct? You guys, yeah. London Souls. Now you yeah. were also there for the infamous uh, cock out 
uh, incident with right. Lenny Kravitz. Ooh. Okay. Well, all right. This is okay. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this is this is a misnomer, and this was a funny. This is a this is a couple of months of my life actually. <laughs> okay. That people. <laughs> so, and this is because, like, I you know that was an incredible experience. Um, a few of those dates, um, it was the souls and Lenny and Gary Clark. Wow. And that the, one of the last ga- dates we did me and Gary and Lenny just got to all hang out and talk about how fucking crazy it was Damn. that we were together in a foreign country as black guitar players. And, and, and we just celebrated the brotherhood. It was like one of the most beautiful moments Damn. ever really. And then me and Gary got to talk for a minute and, and we known each other for a couple of years and we got to be right, you know, there and it was insane. But literally the last date, the last date of the tour that I was on, right? And Gary. Right. Was the date before the cock out incident oh. happened. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but here's the here's the rub. Here's the rub. So I get back from like months long tour. It's crazy summer tour, you know, all these stories. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm sure people are gonna be excited, you know. Right. Literally the night I land. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going out to see my friends, family. So like, oh great to see you, great to see you, you know, glad you're okay. Um so did you see Lenny's uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what do you what? and I didn't know I didn't know that it had happened. Right. I'd been flying and traveling the whole time. <laughs> So I wasn't plugged in. So like literally a week straight of people asking me about literally this nice dude I just like was hanging out with private parts. <laughs> what does it look like? What does it look like? And I'm like, I don't, I honestly didn't know. <laughs> I felt terrible. I couldn't answer their question because everyone seemed very interested. And I felt terrible that I couldn't, you know, and I was like, oh man, I just missed it, you know. Well, for you, the world. You squashed the whole thing with you talking about hanging out with Gary Clark Jr. and Lenny Kravitz just shooting the shit backstage. That just like nullified the whole thing. But that's must have been what you wanted to talk about. Instead, everybody's asking about Lenny's cock. They're <laughs> 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 so like, yeah, yeah. But what about Lenny's cock? And you're like, well, by, uh, the, by the way, of course nobody asked me. By the way, I'm sure this is the first time it's been said we all three hung out and had this great conversation. Many more people asked me about his private parts. So oh, I'll say wow. that again. Wow. And I'm saving private parts again because I cursed already too many times. I feel terrible. Guys. Oh, now so, I feel terrible. I cursed a whole bunch of times. Oh, no, we, we do that on the show. We, we do, do it. You're good. You're great. Fine. And now, you now I'll let right it fly. You You'll let right it fly. <laughs> now, how long after that uh, you got into a severe accident? Um, yeah, no, I, that was before. Matter before. of fact, I came back to life before that, which okay. is crazy. Like, wow. literally, you know, I had, you know, pretty good time, you know. We had a lot of awesome times uh, as the souls before the accident. Recorded our first record at Abbey Road, and you know, went on the road, and right. had the next record, and all this, and then, but then I, yeah, I died essentially. I ended up um, in a coma for about a week. Wow. Um, severe brain damage. Half my skull was taken out. Wow. Uh, my half my brain was crushed in, and, and the doctors were on some. You know, he's not gonna. Really, they thought I wasn't going to make it, you know. Right. Really, that's what they thought. But um, they kept me in a coma, and they tried to wake me up one day, uh, but didn't wake up. 
uh, and then they woke me up another day and by, you know, whatever grace I did wake up and, uh, and yeah. And the, the crazy thing was because of the damage to my brain, you know, you know, I was in a taxi cab in downtown Manhattan. I was hit by drag racers, which is insane. Cause nobody hears about drag racing posts, you know, <laughs> 1950s, you yeah, know, yeah. Right. you know what I mean? Leather jacket and, you know, but, um, yeah, so uh, got hit, and I was just in the other taxi cab like anybody else would be, wow. and uh, was at a music studio that night at my friend's studio and checking on some music, and then we left. It was an early Tuesday, and then I got hit like hundred something miles an hour. Wow, damn. And uh, but I don't remember it. Thank God. Right. But yeah, so I ended up, you know, my brain was crushed by the blood, and the impact was so heavy. So then, uh, yeah, so I was, they removed my skull and tried to get the blood out. And then after a week, got out. And uh, I remember waking up and I saw the doctor's face. <laughs> and this motherfucker, he looked so scared. <laughs> this and this is why I knew. I was like, man, shit. And I was like, shit must be very real because he turned very, he turned as pale as his coat. Wow. And I said, I, I just got here, to, <laughs> to my knowledge. Right. And you seem disturbed, sir. So I know that. <laughs> like, what's uh, up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? For real. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I was like, okay. And uh, I knew that I was in for something. I didn't know what had happened to me at all because I was in a coma that whole week. But I just saw the doctor in the back of the room, like, like kind of back away out wow. of the door. <laughs> so wow. It's like a cartoon. He just, like, sidestepped, like, moonwalked out. <laughs> saying, <laughs> Oh my um, god! But yeah, no, but yeah. So yeah, it took me about a week later. I relearned how to walk, and uh, people were like, "Can you play the guitar? Can you remember the songs?" Uh, obviously, brain damage, all this. Right. And uh, thankfully, I could. It was weird. I remember the first song I tried to remember was "Old Country Road," which is a London song. Song. Mm, so, great. I had a tour. We had tours that whole summer, so I was like, "Oh shit, let me just in case get prepared." Right. Oh <laughs> I shit. I had a skull yeah. at the time. I had a skull at the time. I had because uh, I had to live for a couple of months because the brain was so swollen oh. without the skull. So Holy for about shit. three months, uh, yeah. I lived, so like my half of my head was indented, and then that third month, I finally got a plate put in. But for three months, I lived without it and, uh, you know, just had to make it with that and, you know, was able to play and was able to remember and was able wow. to do all that. And, wow. you know, a year later, I'm literally on tour with the Souls. Um, we did, uh, we opened for North Mississippi All-Stars and we played the Black Crows that year. Right. And we never stopped touring after that. Wow. You know, really. And then I ultimately ended up on that Kravitz store that you were just talking about. So literally from the accident up till then, I, I never stopped playing and being on the road, you know. Damn. Wow. Now, do you yeah. – I, I got one for you because, like, I've seen – you've had, like, all these legendary sit-ins. Do you, I and, – and I'm not just saying this because I'm interviewing you and you're my friend, but I think you are one of the greatest guitar players around right now. I always feel when I watch you play, like you're holding, you don't want to slam them too hard, but I could feel you want to. It's like that boxing thing. Like I could see the knockout punches fucking coming the way you're dancing with the guitar and shredding. And it's like almost a snake. That and then you just pull funny. back and then you're like, okay. And then you just back up. It's kind of like, all right, I don't want to go too far and knock this guy out. You know? 
You know what? I really appreciate you saying that because that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell him, like, to him, man, this dude's really holding back, man. I could tell he it's just not wasn't even dropping. Like that. It's, not, it's not even that because, like, I'm like, you know, because people have, like, fans have come up to me and, like, hey, man, hey. We know you could have done a little bit more. Like people have been upset with me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I've been like, oh shit, you know, okay. And and a matter of fact, I have to say, of all the people I'm maybe the most intimidated by would be Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi, just because they're well, incredible. They're wow. intimidating. And I, they're fu- they're, I mean, they're, they're the power couple of guitar, man. <laughs> Can yeah. we talk about <laughs> talent? Can we talk about talent for oh, a second? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it. it's disgusting, man. I think the first time I saw Derek, he was like 15 or 16. And, yeah. and I just, I was like, what the fuck is going on? He's been on that right good now? since he was 11. For yeah, real. it's crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, I was, a, I mean, honestly, for me, even to know them personally, I was a fan. I mean, I was a 14 year old myself listening to his records on CD because I'm out there like this i used to have cd players folks that's right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so i used to listen to that and just like learn this and i'd be a dork you know learning these guitar things for hours and hours and to be able to talk to them but they were the ones that were kind of like yo just fucking go for it man you know and sometimes Derek would give me a look and i'm on the stage you'd be like fucking go you know just like that one that one eyebrow right like all right you know and if you give me the blessing like all right you're right <laughs> I look at him like, you know what? You're right. Let's 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 Unleash. go. Well, that and video. We, and we've done it. Yeah, there's a couple of videos I think where me and him have really gone for it. I know for sure. There's one video though. It's hilarious. Someone's like adjusting your your uh, amp. And I'm like, oh man, who's this? And it was it was Susan Tedeschi. And then she went back and sat in the chair to watch you shred. And then Derek's oh just like, like yeah, right. Derek's looking like, oh my god, his face is melting. Like, okay, okay, wow, I can't believe this is happening. That's, I saw a little hand, exactly. and I'm like, what the hell is this? Someone's tuning his amp, you know, while he's playing. And then I look, it's her. And she sat back down. Yeah, usually, you know it's, usually it's like an asshole sound guy. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. What's funny? I thought the same thing, and the fact that you were, the fact that you saw that. What I saw, I thought that was happening. I was like, who is the sound person? Yeah, like, oh exactly. That's Susan Tedeschi. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, she wants me to play? This is incredible. She's like, turn it, it up. Incredible. But like, honestly, for a lot of time, I mean, you know, from Cats, you know, and, I, you know, obviously jam bands, you know, we have a reputation for being friendly. But really, I mean, not everybody has to be so giving or right. so supportive especially when it's for up and comers when they don't you know they don't have to spend the time to do that and right. and they really did and uh i know i love them to death really you know i love their kids i love their family um they're just like they're great people but you know also i've I was a huge fan so it's crazy that you don't want to step on people's toes like this but i can't step on their toes right right <laughs> you, can't step on, you can't step on their toes yeah. you can't way step too on good. their toes you they're, definitely they're way can't. too good that's why that's why they's like nah come have fun come have fun with us let's, let's play in the bar and i said let's go you know oh man I, I need that support yeah definitely oh. that's awesome. yeah so Tosh, I, I had a few questions for you. So yeah. I am all into mindfulness and natural healing. I'm a healer. So I, your music speaks to my soul, and I'm sure it speaks to millions of people around the world. And I just wanted to see, you know, with the accident and, you know, would you practice um, mindfulness or what is it that, um, you know, keeps you going, keeps your soul alive? 
that's really kind of you. I, I appreciate that. Um, and uh, no, I mean, I, honestly, I, I will say music was the main thing for me. Um, it, you know, a lot of times people forget, especially musicians themselves, because they do it, quote unquote, for a living or they do it, quote unquote, every day. But it is a healing process. It is a healing Absolutely. activity. Um, the vibrations alone um, are healing, yeah. and 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 you and you can't help but feel them. Um, but I, you know, from my healing process was uh, being surrounded by family and love, um, you know, and support. And uh, I tried to I tried to get into meditation, which was hard for me because. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to the trauma of it, you know, it's yeah. hard to sit in your thoughts when you, you know, you go through something like that. Absolutely. But um, I've read that you, you know, were listening to your albums, too, and that helped. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, the thing was, when I got out of the coma, it was so close to when we had recorded the album that, like, I just, it, it sort of felt like such a release, um, both mentally and emotionally, to record Here Come the Girls. Yeah. That kind of just let it go into the universe and you know, by the time the accident happened, it had been let go for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So when I came out of the coma, I forgot that we had recorded it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I was coming out. And then Damn. Chris, uh, Christina there, drummer, London solo singer, yeah, songwriter, he was, you know, he was there with me the whole time. You know, he's one of my best friends and truly like, you know, brother to me, like, you know, literally we've been through everything together you know right um, ex- except for lenny's cock <laughs> okay? that was the one thing we missed isn't he isn't he in part too. isn't he drumming with uh doyle bromhill and eric clapton now I, he's doyle, I, I know he's with doyle he's for with doyle. sure okay yeah yeah i matter of fact doyle we we played together this year and I hope that gets to air at some point. We got to play at Austin City Limits. I oh, hope I'm not nice. breaking too much news here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Breaking that was um, right before, right before, right before COVID. Uh, you know, really, 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 really hit. So um, yeah, we got to do that, uh, and it was amazing. You know, it was like the London Souls with the guy that inspired them. To, Doyle was a huge inspiration for us. We used to listen to Doyle when we were making the first record. Wow. Which yeah, is Doyle's insane. Awesome. So I would turn around. I'm looking at Chris on the drums. I'm laughing. I'm like smiling. And I'm like, look at Doyle over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, look at, hey, look at this. Yeah, Doyle's a beast. So oh, he's, man, he's incredible. He's one of a kind, you know. Oh, yeah. One of a kind. And what a really great guy. Really funny, 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 funny guy. Oh, one of my favorite people. I, I love him. I hung out with him uh, backstage at a gathering of the vibes with um with Sharon Jones after I interviewed her. Oh man, I miss Sharon. I miss Sharon. Oh, I miss Sharon. She was the best. When I when I interviewed her, I asked her who was her uh, favorite, who was the one person that she wants to have sit in with her, and she said, "Well, what are you doing later, baby?" And I was like, "I don't <laughs> sing, but you know, if you want to sing, you can cook me breakfast. We'll do whatever you want, you know." <laughs> and she gave me a hug and was laughing. I was like, "Oh, I like her. She's awesome. I miss Sharon was, Jones. I miss her so much. She was one of the funniest. I mean, one of the greatest singers, true. The modern R and B singers I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Definitely." Same with Charles Bradley as well. Charles oh, Bradley. Charles yeah. Bradley. Of course. Yeah. I miss him. Yep. I miss him too. Now you got um you just got signed to Black Hill Records. That's right. Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's how we got uh, something at route 
swimming it right out um and uh the video as well and yeah yeah it's pretty um pretty recent actually yeah man congratulations on that thank you yeah I'm, I'm so excited uh honestly just to you know have a vehicle to get this music out and they're a great team I really love working with everybody there. It's it's crazy to say that, but I really actually mean that. Wow. Um, you know, I that actually am a cause with people and uh, we're really getting it done. And I'm excited, you know, the in the videos and the content and what we're trying to say mm. with this music. Um, I'm excited for everybody to hear. I haven't put out music. And I don't put out too much music, you know. Right. My catalog's not that extensive. Or the souls, you know, we put out a couple of records. We're gonna put out some more stuff that unreleased stuff and um oh, but nice. I'm very, very yeah, but I'm very, very excited about uh this album that I've got coming out with Black Hill. I mean, this has been in the works for a couple of years and uh similar mixes to um something you're right, but this is gonna be a heavy, heavy record, sort of um a rock sound that I don't think people are familiar with. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And I'm glad you're doing this, man. Finally, I feel like now you could finally knock some people out. That's, you know, you've been holding back. You're like yeah. one of those cage boxers. <laughs> the boxer man. Yeah. You're you it's time to fucking knock people out, you know, now. Time to unleash. unleash. Yeah. Let's go. Let's unleash it, man. I, I'm with that, and I appreciate it. I posted a video or a picture on my Instagram and I called you the savage. So, bring that savage out. Oof. <laughs> I just wiped away a bead of sweat. <laughs> I just got super hyped. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There you go. Let's go. There you go. Now, on our show, we mostly, uh, we, we're very pro-cannabis. Now, we always ask our listener or our guests uh, what your favorite strain is right now. Yeah. Oh, well, I was like, oh, Jesus. What you sound like you're enjoying it right now. Like, when do I start or when do I stop? Um, because I hate to break it to you. I've been enjoying. Um, listen, nice. I, you know, for me, I wake up and I'm already ready to go. I just got back into coffee because for years I was just too hype when I woke up. So I'm an indica guy. Trend-wise, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker from Harlem. Sardis is always going to oh, be yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always going to feel a type of way. I'm yeah. always going to feel in my feelings <laughs> in a good way about it. <laughs> and they could be lying, too. And I know they are, usually. Yeah. But, you know, right. um, they get my heart. Uh, but, you know, it's it's hard. You know, I, I love a... I love a pen. I love a cartridge. Mm. That's a good supplement to mm. me. Oh, yeah. I don't know if cats understand that. Um, well, we're hitting some uh, Delta 8 right now from one of our sponsors, which is good. It's the uh, legal component in uh, cannabis that they don't test yeah. for it, get you high. It's clean. And clean. it's clean. And nice. I'm a fan. You got to listen. I would love to be a part of this. I'll send you some. I'll send you yeah. some, but we would love to have you in studio down here. I would love to be there. I, would, I could play it on my guitar. I'll do yes. a song. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, we would love sure. to do that and have you. Yeah. I can get you, pick you up uh, from the train station. We'll hang and, uh, yeah. and do it, man. Oh, yeah. Um, love to. Now, do you, do you have any more questions, Swarmer? Mm -hmm. Tepper, do you have any questions? Uh, Tepper's our house musician here and played with right. a lot of people. You guys might know some of the we same We probably people. know a lot of the same people, yeah. I'm uh, sure, yeah. But I, I've played like all over the world with cats, but um, and, and I don't think I really got any 
questions, man. I mean, that was fucking awesome. fantastic. But um, oh, actually, so you you've got to be influenced in in some way by Nile Rodgers. Am I wrong? Oh, one trillion percent. Okay, because because yeah. that track, man, that's like dripping of chic, and I love, I fucking love it. That's such a great. I mean, I you're a musician. <laughs> well, you know what? Because your because your ear is great, and you're you're smart. That's why you know this. <laughs> but you know the the riff. I did it on my acoustic, which I have right here, and it's like. Sexy. Hell yeah. Love it. And I was literally when I did it, I was like, oh man. It seems like some Nile shit. It is, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's some chic shit, that, man. But that's why I kept going. Um, you know, I'm a fan of his, and I, you know, I've been to Electric Ladyland, and oh yeah, you know, and uh, you know, and obviously funk guitar. Matter of fact, you know, that right hand funk guitar kept me going with the guitar as an instrument, just as a black person, because I needed, to, I needed it to be rhythmic. I, I couldn't just do melodic things. I needed it to be um, danceable. As well as solo. Yeah, man, it's a, it's it's about it's about like that loose right hand on that rhythm, you know. There, yes, yeah. it's all about the rhythmic yeah. right hand yeah. that nobody has. That's why Hendrix is so great. That's oh, why, absolutely, yeah. You know, that's why people don't Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, anybody yeah. that's funky, Nile Rogers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nile. I mean that. I mean, thank you for even mentioning Nile Rogers' name because yeah, I'll no, just talk about him. That was like, in general. no, that that was that was like the first thing I heard when I heard that track. I was like, oh man, this is some shit. Oh, I could tell you a funny story about Nile Rodgers. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> I, uh, this was years ago. Now, I only participate in cannabis, but I've been sober from everything else for 24 years. So picture this. 26 years ago, I'm in Black Rock. Nile Rodgers lived in Westport. And and someone was like, hey, man, you want a bump? And I was in the bathroom, and I turned around, and it's Nile Rodgers. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I partied with Nile Rodgers when I came out. Lie, I couldn't say no either. Yeah, I, when I came out of the bathroom, people were like, "Oh man, you just did uh, some blow with some weird dude." I was like, "Yo, that was fucking Nile Rodgers." They were like, "Holy shit!" Weird. Check, it was like he came out. Adjective. Yeah, yeah. He, he came out like a coke, like coke ghost. You know, it was just like that boom. Awesome. Priceless. Yeah. That's actually every that actually helped me sleep at night tonight. <laughs> that makes me feel better about the world. I'm like, oh, all is right with the universe. Like that's all I wanted Nile Rodgers to be. Yeah. The co ghost. I love that. This is great. Thank oh. you for making my night. Oh man, you're the best. Um now, <laughs> now before we go, do you have uh any uh anything you wanna plug besides the new song which we just played, which is awesome or anything? No, just stay tuned. You know, I'm doing, um, I do concerts um, for just the people's enjoyment. I do quarantine concerts. So check yeah, out my yeah. Facebook page for that. Awesome. My Tashneal Facebook. And I'm on the gram at Tashneal. Tash underscore Neil. I'm out there for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do some concerts there as well, just because, you know, people need music. And I do too. So I'll be yeah, out there. There you go, man. Now you, uh, we'll, we'll share that tomorrow. We've been all watching yeah. that on Wednesday. I appreciate that for people that can't get out. It's it's good for you to share that. Mm -hmm. Got to. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, Thank you guys for taking the time and having me. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Now, before you go, I was wondering, seeing since you have your guitar right there, we usually get plugs from people like saying, you know, hey, this is Tash Neal. You're listening to Modern Problem Show. 
but you can make yeah. it however funky you want. But if you put the guitar behind it, that would be really hot. That would be the most original be one I had since John Ooh. Popper doing it for can me I, with harmonica. Can I do that? Yeah, if for you sure. Promise man. Only to be a savage and leave nothing out there. Then yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wants you to knock someone I out, do. Tash. She's I like fucking no, feeling like all that. the way that's, over here. <laughs> that's solid. That's solid advice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the Modern Problem Show. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Is that a thing? No, that's yeah. that's perfect, man. <laughs> now you just have to put your name so people know who you are there. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, that's it was awesome. Self-promotion. Yeah. Self-promotion is the thing people do in the 21st century. I forgot. Hold on. Four, three, two, Awesome. That is perfect. That is perfect, Thank man. Thank you so much. Uh, now, Shogun, he owns uh, Royal Fox Studio, and uh, he's like a diehard fan of yours yeah, and London dude. Soul, so he wants a tag for his studio, if you can. can well, can I put the guitar on that? Oh, for sure, dude. Okay. A Royal 10 Studio? Royal Fox Studio. Royal Fox. Oh, yeah. Royal Fox in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Priceless. Awesome. Royal Love Fox it, dude. in the studio. Ooh. Yeah. Awesome. It's Royal Fox in the studio. Wait, it's I'm a little song. jealous here. Like, uh, you guys are getting love. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we always ask our guests, which I'm sure you've seen on the Instagram, like, uh, you don't have to do it now, uh, but if you could do a video tag uh, for us, because we share that. You got them side. right. That's why I asked. I said, man, I'll, I'll get dressed for this. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, so you're in. Just... Oh, no, instead I'm in a kimono. <laughs> yes! Yes! With nothing else. You know? Oh, man. So Dude. I can feel right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, man. All the feels. All the feels. Well, dude, thank you so much for the interview. Um, when you come in, when you come down here, we'll have you in studio, and I'll give you uh, some Delta Eight from our sponsor uh, and some CBD and stuff like that. I can't wait, and I'll bring my guitar. Awesome. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah, do some music. Yeah, man. Awesome, Beautiful. man. Thank you so yeah. much, man. Thank, thanks, every, thank you guys for having me. Again. You're the I best, really man. Appreciate yeah, it. thanks, man. All right, thank have you. a good night, bro. Stay safe, y'all. You too, man. Good night. All right, peace. peace. All right. Take it. That was Tash right. Neal. That was awesome. That was a modern problem show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a mic drop. Well, speaking of mic drops, next week we have Alexis Fox. Yeah. So mm. it's going to be hot. Tune in. Same. Bad time. Same. Awesome show. Same. Bad place. <laughs> modern problems. Show. Try the snake.